and welcome to the Break On Through podcast with me, Luke Miller, and I'm joined by my lovely guests from the band Wild Horse. Hi everyone, I'm Jack, and I'm the front man of Wild Horse. I uh, sing, I play guitar, I play a bit of bass, and I play a bit of keys. Hi there, my name's Henry, I'm Jack's brother, also in the band as it happens. Um, I play bass, um, piano, guitar, and uh, yet to discover what else, really. Yeah, we're multi-instrumentalists in this band. <laughs> but then we got a drummer that just plays drums. That's always how it be with, <laughs> with bands, that the everyone can play many instruments. It's just the drummer who can only play the drums. Exactly, yeah, classic, classic. But, to be fair, he, our drummer can actually play the guitar really well. He just, yeah. he just hasn't played it in one of our songs yet, but maybe. For me and my band, because I play the drums in my band too, that I oh. just I just see myself as I just hit things with sticks, and then sometimes I just hit them with my hand oh. if we're playing if I'm playing the cajon. Yeah, I think <laughs> you're probably the first drummer in the world to ever admit that because most drummers obviously like to add a bit of sparkle to what they say about the drums, <laughs> but you're 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 like no, I just hit them. I just that's no, I just hit sticks. things just... with sticks. That's 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 about <laughs> it. <laughs> Love that, love that. All right, you're like, you're like this story, Luke. Um, a couple of years ago, we played a gig in London. And the drummer, he got really precious over his drum kit. He wouldn't, he wouldn't let anyone else use it. Um, so all the other bands had to use the house kit, which wasn't very good. And we had this really good drum kit that was set up on stage behind us, and we weren't allowed to use it. And um, before they went on stage, the drummer changed his shoes and said, these are my drumming shoes, because oh I can't my drum. Oh gosh. Yeah, yeah, he didn't drum in normal shoes, eh? And he had, he had gripping gloves as well, in case he'd lost gloves. the sticks. Yeah, gloves to grip the sticks, in case that one of them, you know, shot out of his hand oh during the performance. Yeah, he had to make sure he had a tight grip on those. That's a bit pathetic, if you're asking me. <laughs> I'm oh, mate, big song and dance over nothing. Yeah, oh, to be, uh, to be fair, I kind of get what he means, only for the mm-hmm. reason that I, when I performed at this um, gig before, when I was playing the drums, mm-hmm. I was using my drum kit. I tried, I had to get me and my band to carry my drum kit to the venue, and um, oh right, yeah. <laughs> oh god, <laughs> it was it wasn't too far, but then we we got it there, uh, and then um, the guy there was a guy who was playing the drums before me, and it was like a metal band, and he was going right. ham, and he just. At the, at the end of the set, he just picks up my um, what's it called, my kick pedal, and it's yeah. just falling apart. Like the chain oh is broken, God. the pedal is like falling off, and he's just like, "Sorry, mate." And I was like, "Lovely." I don't know whether to be so angry or just to cry. I was just so annoyed. <laughs> oh, great! Because he was so good wanted. as well. He was like using my drum kit, destroyed it because he played so well, <laughs> and then actually yeah. destroyed it by breaking the pedal. And I was just furious. Bloody hell. Yeah. <laughs> I don't blame you, actually. Yeah. That sounds like a nightmare. Honestly, what was he like? Just a really hard drummer? Just absolutely... Just... He was just hardcore. That we, it, was, it was a really good band. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he was just a hardcore drummer. So I, wow. I, I didn't... I wasn't mad at, like, at it, but I was mad that... <laughs> my best, I was like, for the love of music, is fine. Yeah. But for, for, my drum pedal. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been with you for some time. You know, you've got attachment to it. I totally understand, mate. Like, you know, if I had a, so I've got a, you know, I've got a guitar that I have, I've had, I've had for the last probably ten years of my life. Right, it's my first electric guitar. 
Mm. And uh, I treasure it. It's an absolute, you know, it's it's a great guitar. It's a gem. It's a gem, and I, you know, I still use it day in gigs. Now, if I gave that to someone and they turned around and said, "I'm very sorry, but you know, the the, the neck snap off," I'll be, <laughs> that it's hanging by the strings. I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not exactly going to be like, "Oh yeah, okay, well, um, don't worry about it, mate." To be fair, my my bass pedal it wasn't like the best one in the world. It was like a little cheap one at the time, so I needed to get a new one at some point. Oh, Just right. after okay. that, it was like, well, now I have to. <laughs> no, it's no yeah, longer exactly. an option. You did the job for you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about Wild Horse. Right. I, I, okay. I have a theory, and I want this to be confirmed or denied. Is Wild yeah. Horse named after the Rolling Stones song, Wild Horses? Um, I don't know how you guess that one, mate. <laughs> honestly, you, you, you amazingly got it right. Yeah, honestly, I, I don't know where you pulled that out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, actually, technically, it's it's named after Wild Horses, the song, and also Neil Young's band, Crazy Horse. So mm. it kind of merged them together and made it Wild Horse. <laughs> Very interesting. Very yeah, crazy. Because I was... Yeah. Uh, I was in the car the other day with my family, and then Wild Horses by Rolling Stones came on the radio, and I was like, I'm pretty yeah. sure this is what the band that I'm working with at the moment is yeah. like named after. Yeah, yeah, I know there's a subtle hint in the name, but, uh, you know. Yeah, we, we, we're big, um, <laughs> big Rolling Stones fans. So. That's what I was thinking, whatever, like, before, before doing this, when I was writing some of the questions down, I was like, oh, I'll do a little Instagram, like, deep dive. And then I just saw like yeah. multiple pictures of you, Jack, wearing like Rolling Stones, like hoodies or like just shirts and stuff. And I was like, oh, well, yeah. that makes sense. Oh my God. How far back did you go? That's the question. I went all the way to the beginning. As oh oh my God. God. You would have seen the uh, horrendous fashion sense that we had back then. I thought it was cool. I thought it was edgy. Okay, it was like right. seeing edgy wild horse. I was like, what? You went through so many different looks. That's one thing we tried to talk about. Is that yeah. like, um, that it was that you've had very dramatic changes, and it was it, that was funny because yeah. some bits where it was like, um, just the edgy kind of look into like very like suited, and then it went oh casual, and then back to suited again. <laughs> yeah, Jack. Jack's been probably all different corners of the square. Like he's gone. <laughs> He's caught, well, look, he, he had a perm at one point, like yeah, literally yeah. a Michael Jackson style Bruno Mars perm. I've, I've tried everybody here, like the book, every look in the book. <laughs> yeah, he, has just, he hasn't gone bald yet, though. Just so, yeah, he doesn't have so much hair, I thought I'd have fun with it. I thought I'd get a perm, why not? <laughs> yeah. And then I just had a mop for many years. I, I just thought, hey, do you know what? At the time, it was like cool to grow your hair out, I suppose. And then he had a, obviously musicians and stuff at school, like a club at school. Oh, yeah, I'm a guitarist. I'll just grow my hair out because I thought it was cool. But I didn't really have a plan for it, so I just let it grow and grow and grow. And it was just a mop, to be honest. And yeah, and then I just, I suppose, I don't know, woke up one day and thought, oh, hey, look, I'm a, I'm a bit more, bit more of a, bit, bit more of a man now, I suppose. So let's, 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 uh, let's, I don't know, tone, tone down the image a bit. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> you discover yourself. You, you know what I mean? Like, you know, you get older and you. We started this band when we were, I mean, I, I was 11 when we started this band, but Emery was 13. So all of those sort of teenage angst phase, mm. phases that you have, we had during the band. So, mm. <laughs> oh, those. so we, we had the teenage angst in the public eye, really. <laughs> Literally.
Wow. <laughs> God, yeah. Sorry, that makes yeah, me laugh. One of our favourite things that's come from your social media, though, has to be Jack's many monologues. <laughs> it's his just... monologues, yes. <laughs> Yeah, he loves his monologue. I, I really, yeah, um, I was, I had a meeting with our, with someone we're working with uh, on social media, like, he was helping, like, giving us tips on social media, and uh, I had a meeting with her, and she was saying, oh, yeah, you should, um, you should, like, do the odd video here and there, like, you know, letting people know what you're doing. I started doing it, and now I can't stop. I'm there, just like, oh, I'm doing it every day, and I, I just can't stop, especially when I drink. And then I go straight <laughs> onto Instagram and do a monologue about how much I love everyone, and it's just—it's <laughs> amazing. It I was I like, this, this, this guy is on top of keeping his audience interacted. <laughs> I really enjoy it. I can't. I'm addicted to it now. I literally can't yeah. stop. Well, it's never a bad thing. I'll tell you what. There was. I remember when he was promoting, but running up to record festivals, I believe. And I think he said. You were talking about, oh, pre-saving it, pre-ordering it. You said that about 15 million times in one monologue. Yeah. You know, you kept saying it, saying the same thing. It was absolutely, you know, trolled at the time. But I don't think you really realised what you were saying. <laughs> it was just... Yeah. It worked, I, I woke up to it this morning because we had a, we had a pretty big gig last night. Um, Supporting Daniel Wakeford from the Undateable yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I saw that. I told my um my family about that because they they love the Undateables, and I was like, oh, they oh, they were performing with him, and they thought it was sick. How was yeah, that, I by mean, the way? That was great. Like oh, we we um we're big fans of the Undateables as well. So when we got the call, we only got the call last week, so it really was last minute, and we were like, well, we have to do it. Like they're like, no way, are we not. Yeah. And um, it's it was two gigs. It, it, we'd never done a double gig before, so it's one in the afternoon and then one in the evening. And uh, we thought that'd be interesting. And it was sold out twice over. So I was like, "Wow, oh, we're definitely we're definitely doing it then." Yeah. Um, to get our music out to a whole new crowd of people. The afternoon gig was amazing. Um, everyone was. We managed to get a whole room of strangers in both sets to uh, to sing our songs, like our lyrics and stuff, which was amazing. And um, mm. yeah. It was a really incredible gig, and Daniel was actually very good. And um, at the end of it, after all the success, I thought, "Well, I need to now get drunk." And then I got drunk, and I wake up. Um, I wake yeah. up this morning, and I see, oh, "I love everyone." Blah, blah. And I'm like, "Oh yeah, there we are." <laughs> yeah, Jack. I'll be like halfway down the staircase next to the fire filming another monologue. Like, really? Oh, oh my, my god! More monologuing, and I'm like, Jack, you you can't even stand up right, mate. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, oh no, it was a good gig, and Daniel Wakeford, honestly, he's such a lovely, charming chap, you know, he's like, he's the nicest guy in the world, he's probably the happiest person in the world, so it doesn't matter what's going on, he's always going to be happy, and it shows in his performance, he's, he's very good, and we thoroughly enjoyed the gig. And Also, his, um, his parents are very nice as well, yeah. his dad was there, his mum was there, and they were really nice to us, and his band, he had a professional band with him, and they were all great, um, yeah, they're all lovely people. Oh, yeah, honestly, it's, I, I 100% rate it. Like, I, it's worth going to see in life. And people, people actually came from all around the country. Yeah. Like, you know, we spoke to a lot yeah. of people after our gig because how good we are, whatever, and how much it's set. And um, I'd be like, oh, we've got another gig on Thursday in Brighton. Do you, do you want to come down to it? And they're like, yeah, I'll see if I can get a train ticket. I'm like, what do you mean train tickets? Oh, I, I live three hours away. Oh <laughs> my like, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Like, there's a couple, couple, couple of girls that were there, like all the way from Ashford, which 
from Brighton is, is quite far actually. And it is two hours on the train. Two hours on the train, and they wanted to come out. Well, they came out for it for Daniel, but now obviously they're coming coming out a bit more often for us, which is great. So, That's awesome. Yeah, man, it's 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 great, you know. And like, yeah, I think uh, what was our favorite song by Daniel? Because it's yeah. out there. Well, my favorite is always going to be Playboy oh, Girls. Playboy Girls is an absolute banger. That, that guy can write. He's got mm. talent. But yeah, no, uh, thoroughly enjoyed, and uh, yeah, really looking forward to the next. Uh, well, the, the, the year really, and what's what's to come? Because we got lots in the pipeline. Yeah, a lot of stuff planned. Yeah, I'm album release. I'm excited. New album. Thank you, mate. Mm. Yeah, there's a new album coming. Have we got um, a title yet? Yeah, we got we got it. Um, so we don't know the date yet because we haven't actually finished recording it. But um, we are nearly finished recording it. And we've actually we've self-produced it for the first time we've ever done that because completely um, yeah yeah that's um so basically we produced it at home um we started during the third lockdown because we thought we were we did actually have um sessions in our usual studio booked um but then the lockdown came in and it got, yeah. all got cancelled and i was like you know what? i'm not sitting around waiting any longer i'm gonna just drive myself mad mm. um because I had all these songs, and I, I need to get them recorded. So um, we just got, you know, we uh, recorded, did some research, got some recording equipment, great budget, and just went for ourselves. And um, we've gotten the help of a guy called Al Scott um, to do the mixing part of things. And he's worked um, with people like The Clash, The Jam. Wow. Yeah, and yeah, so so many records that we grew up on, like really enjoying. And um, when we managed to get him for a friend, we were like, "Whoa!" Yeah. And uh, we had a meeting with him, and he was, he's so lovely, and he say he says that he's really enjoying all the songs that he's that we're sending to him. And mm. That means a lot coming from someone like him, so we're very excited for it. But the album, I think, should be coming out around November time. But that is yet to be confirmed, but it okay. should be around that. Like that That'll yeah. be a nice birthday present for me then. <laughs> oh, great. Well, we'll have to shout you out, like, totally. We'll have to do something. Like that. <laughs> that'd be funny. No, genuinely, because, like, we work with people who always need videos anyway, and we play with people who've always asked, like, oh, do you know anyone that's good with videos? Because, like, we use this bloke and he can't even hold a camera straight. And, oh, my oh, gosh. Yeah, literally. Like, we've had people like that as well, and it's just. You get you get you, you trust them to do a good video, like you trust them to do a good job, like oh how was that scene? Yeah, yeah, perfect, great, perfect. Then I'm the one that takes all the footage in and processes it, and I'm like, like looking at it, going, what did you do? Was there an earthquake or something? What are you doing with that camera? Honestly, why are you pointing down and not forward? <laughs> Jeez. You know, literally, mate. Like yeah, so yeah, we're, you know we always connect with so many different bands and stuff. So like we'll shout you out anyway and say look, good friend of ours. Luke, you know, this guy's incredible, and yeah, we'll help oh, yeah. you out, mate. Absolutely. I am incredible, uh, it is true. Yes, it is true, it shows in your work. Oh, you should have, <laughs> I, 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 I'm guessing you haven't heard it yet, but the first episode of the podcast, I got this, like, American announcer to announce, like, the opening of it, and um, I'm, I had I could write him a script of what to say, and oh I was, was like, oh, hosted by the sexy, talented, amazing, gorgeous Luke Miller. And it was so funny. <laughs> oh, there you go. Let's take I that exact <laughs> line and use it. I was just dying. I just cried. Whatever. Because oh, every mate. time anyone listens to it, that's just the first thing that plays. 
<laughs> that is jokes. That's so funny. So good. And, and it works for you, mate, honestly. So we'll, we'll take that line and we'll set it back to that. Get it trending. <laughs> but yeah, man. So, you know, like, that's it. We'll keep you busy and everyone else who's going to be listening to this album. It's going to be really good. Like, we've worked so hard on it. We're very passionate about it now in our music, where, where we're at at the moment. And we're just like, we're, t- we're experimenting, you know, we're testing the water on things that we would never have thought of trying before. Like, you're. Well, that's, that's what's still producing it is yeah. really done for us. Like, we've Creative. had so much creative freedom that we didn't have before because we'd be in this professional studio and we'd only have a certain amount of hours to get things done. But it's like, when you're at home, you can do it anytime you want, however long you want. There's been plenty of times in the past few months where I've woken up at 3am with an idea for a song and I just run over to the, <laughs> to the studio room to record it or whatever and experiment on it. So it's actually been really fun. Awesome. Like, I think that's uh, one thing which I think is really important as a band to have your own creative freedom with like y- the way that your music is produced, but just in all aspects of it. That's, that's why with the the whole music video and lyric videos that I make, I want to work as closely with the bands as possible. Yeah, yeah, no, I get that. And uh, we definitely saw that going through because obviously um, me and you were going back and forth on Messenger a lot and we did yeah. a few calls and yeah, it was all great. I, I really liked how it was, um, you know, you didn't just go, oh yeah, I'll do it and then just yeah. go silent. Like mm-hmm. you, you really wanted to make sure that we that we were happy with it. So yeah, yeah we took the we were really, we really appreciative of that, and um, yeah, it was great. You're welcome. Uh, right now, I can finally start on the questions that I actually have written down. Oh, sorry, maybe No, that's the thing. No, no, I would like. That's the thing with like this sort of stuff with podcasts or like any interview that you want to do that people are gonna like listen to or watch. There's no point in you talking about things written down if you already have a good flow going on with what you're already exactly. talking about. Yeah, yeah, unless you're like really, I don't know, unless you both, unless both parties are just so nervous and stuttery and it's just, <laughs> it gets a little bit like, you know, you just cross threads and then you just have so many awkward silences. It's, yeah, then that's when you need a script. But people like us, you know, my brother here, yourself, Luke, you know, mm. you just, we're just we're so used to doing what we do. We just, we just let it flow, really. That's how I can tell that you still are bro- uh, brothers, is because you can both talk for England. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Right, would you rather talk about the album, or would you like to talk about Free to Freak It Together? We, we, we talked about the album. Is that as much as yeah, you can yeah. say about it right now? Yeah, let's talk about Freak It Together, because that's, that's um, coming out really soon. So that yeah. is coming out really soon. Let's talk about that. Where did the concepts of free what is free together about like because obviously i've been listening to it over and over again as i've been making the video for it and it is a very cheeky song that is a very cheeky that is very like the complete opposite is what's it called record collection mm-hmm. which is like yeah. no no go over there i just want to listen to my music really but freaky together is like <laughs> what's up uh so i wrote freaky together in uh, um the first lockdown last year um when it was if you remember, like, a really hot summer. And um, I just started writing for what will end up being our album. And I was on a really big writing streak. I was writing about three or four songs a day at that point. And um, I was just messing around on the, in our little uh, 
electric piano we have because I was I didn't know how to play piano before COVID, but I always wanted to learn. Um, and then the lockdown kind of gave me an excuse to kind of teach myself as I had nothing else to do. Um, so I was messing around on it and I came up with the organ part. And I thought it's really cool. And I could just hear in my head the drum beat kicking in and the guitars coming in because I was listening to a lot of Calvin Harris and sort of like dance music at that time. Uh, so I wanted to make something a bit more dancey than what we usually do. And um, yeah, I, I just heard it in my head. And um, when I, once I wrote all the music, I was like, what does this song remind me of? And it was just a load of people having fun in summer on a pool party and kind of like a carefree approach to life. And I thought, yeah, I want to make this song about having loads of fun and, you know, uh, seeing a girl you like and, you know, wanting to get freaky with her and all that stuff. <laughs> like, quite a cheesy song, but um, I think it's something a lot of people can relate to. So, yeah, I, I thought it was just like a, a fun song to put out in summer. So, yeah. It is a great song, and I'm really excited for people to actually hear it. And I feel oh, honoured that you. I'm one of the first people to hear it. Yeah, you got exclusive. You got a real proper exclusive. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm really excited for people to hear it as well, because it is very different to anything we've done before. And it's um, it's a whole different uh, direction. And uh, we, we put a, a teaser out, like a little 10-second teaser out on social media not too long ago. And... Um, the amount of messages I got on the band's account and my personal account, like, um, oh my god, that sounds amazing. And so, like, well, wait till you hear the song. And I'm like excited now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a really good song. Thank you, man. Cheers, Luke. Means a lot. Uh, I mean, for myself to say that, having been the first, literally the first pair of ears, other than what's in the band to hear it. Because that's the thing, like, I wasn't even that annoyed listening to it for the, like, a millionth time. Usually, yeah. with, like, songs, like, oh, if the bands who I've worked with before are listening to it, they're gonna slap me. But usually, whenever I'm, like, listening to, you know, well, making the videos, and I just hear the same song over and over again, I just want to, like, I'm, like, I'm not gonna listen to this song. Ever again. <laughs> <laughs> I will in, like, a month's time or something. I need a break yeah, from yeah, this yeah, song. Yeah, that's fair enough, mate. That's fair enough. I, I, I bet you do have those uh, yeah. moments quite a lot, to be honest. To be fair, I have a similar thing because I'm like in the producer's seat for the for the album we're working on at the minute. So I'm having to listen to all of these songs so many times, and I have to listen to it in so much detail. And and like there'll be times where I'm just working for like an hour on like a single hi hat or something, and it's, I'm just like, oh, I can't, I can't do it anymore. I need like two days break to oh not hear any gosh. of these songs. <laughs> Proper micromanaging the song. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. And you would have to listen to your own like voice, not even your own voice, like your singing voice as well, like over and over again yeah. too. Yeah, I, I hate it. I actually <laughs> I cringe when I hear my singing voice back, but people seem to like it, so I go. It's really it. good. You've got a really good voice. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I just I think it's the same with anyone, like, listening back to your voice on recording. It just, it just cringes you, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, that was the one thing which I forgot to say earlier when it was on about you guys performing live, is that when I was editing to you know, the clips that I would include from the live gigs, I would watch, like, through bits of it, and I yeah. was so, so, like, I was so impressed with how, like, energetic your live performances are. I was like, this is sick. I really want to go to one of these now. Oh, awesome. thank you. I mean... Yeah, I mean when we uh, when we do a gig near you, you'll have to come. I mean, but yeah, we we always try and um, keep our 
um, performance is very energetic. And uh, at the end of the day, I think when an audience comes out to a live gig, they've come out to have fun. Mm. And, um, you know, it's our job to entertain them and, and make sure they do have a good time. So, yeah, I think it's really important to work the audience and, you know, make them put a sweat on and you know, to have some energy. Do you feel that pressure even more so now, like with the post-COVID performances, to make sure that these people who have come out like, have a good time, in a way? I don't. I wouldn't say I feel pressure because I actually find it. Um, it's it's funny because before COVID, I actually found it more difficult. Whereas now, after the gigs we've done after COVID, I just feel like I'm so much more confident on the stage because I'm, I've like. I'm more aware of who I am as a person, so I'm so much more confident on stage that I don't. I find it quite easy to to make sure the audience is having a good time. Like I feel like I know what to do as a frontman now, so I'm. I don't think I feel much pressure with it actually. I think when I'm on stage, I, I'm just enjoying it, and and hopefully that comes across to the audience and they start enjoying it. I think personally, the audience are so inclined to now naturally, having been locked up so long over COVID and lockdowns and stuff, they just want to get out. And so therefore, like they are more motivated to do that, and it makes our lives a bit easier, if anything. Mm. No, I, I, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. It, I was thinking that it could go either way, as in like, um, literally, yeah. It, being scared to like go out and stuff, so that might make them yeah. more tight. But it's good to hear that people are more loose and they want to just have fun and mm. just enjoy being out. Yeah, we definitely got that impression. I mean, yesterday we were literally playing that gig we we were talking about, and um, yeah, and down in Brighton, down here in the south, you know, Brighton's that sort of place where it it's just not Brighton without the gigs. It's not Brighton without the partings, you know. So yeah, I mean, we were a bit worried, and um, like when everything was opening up again, and we were starting to get gigs again, we were a bit worried about that thing. We were like, oh, are people going to be scared? Man, like, are we going to go to gigs and there's going to be no one there because they're, like, they're worried about COVID and stuff? But it's actually been the complete opposite. So it's, it's been a pleasant surprise. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point because I was thinking about this actually as well. That, like, because most gigs, you can't really just walk in and go to them. I, I don't know if open mics are starting to happen again. But because they're all like, you have to book in advance, maybe that's why people are actually like, you get into the bigger crowds, go into these gigs and events yeah yeah that might be it you know because i yeah i don't i don't know if open mics are actually happening um at the moment i have no clue because, because i'm i'm just thinking like because some places are a bit funny still about uh, the sharing of mics like um the same acts sharing the same mics on stage and stuff like that so i don't know if they're going ahead uh, that's an interesting one I've got a very uncomfortable question. Something which might bring back some trauma and some some fear within you. Um, yeah, go on. Do you remember your first gig? And if so, how was it? Oh no, don't talk about it. No, <laughs> no I, it, was, it was actually very good. I remember it like it was yesterday. I actually remember it was May 2013, and um, we played at the Six Bells in this place near us called Chiddenly. And it's just it's like this little pub, and we did it as part of um, a school thing, actually, like a, um, a, like a, um, yeah, yeah, like all the bands in this after-school club um, played this gig, this pub, and people come down from the school, and uh, we went on, and we had 
really really good time and we we got an encore and yeah we had so much fun but at that point we were just doing covers but yeah it was it was great we loved it that's lucky that there was no like any problems or anything yeah literally i mean i'm traumatized looking back at the videos of it now because we just look so young <laughs> oh yeah you would have had like your prepubescent voice as well yeah oh mate you would not believe oh yeah literally uh, do you remember, Henry, when we were watching it, and I'd walk up to the mic first, I was so small, but I had to, like, pull the mic down, and I'd walk up to the mic, and I'd be like, Hi guys, um, we're gonna play a few songs, and oh I was like, Oh my no. gosh. Oh, man, um, actually, this is a funny story, we did, um, similar time to that, it probably would have been our third gig, um, we did, we played at our dad's 50th birthday party, and, um, I thought you said your we... band's 50th birthday. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, so we uh, we played at our dad's 50th anniversary sort of uh, birthday party. And um, uh, it would have been, probably been our second or third gig at the time. And uh, we played for about three hours. And I, 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 you know, I look back at the videos now, and I'm going up to the mic and I'm going... You'll be surprised that we've got on track. Oh, no. I'm, I'm 11 no, years no, old. No, 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 no. I don't even listen to it in person. And I just, just from thinking about it, that's just, no. I'm 11 years old. Why am oh, I saying this? <laughs> oh, wait, no. No, Henry's quiet. Oh, sorry, mate. Yeah, after this, that stuff is rubbish. Um, <laughs> Are you still sharing yeah. a bike? You have to like move out each other out the way to get to the mic. No, Mike, mate, we are we are dead basic here. We've just got a laptop. We should invest in a mic. Actually. Oh, you're just using the, the laptop mic. Literally, yeah. I'm sure you've got your sort of setup like yourself, you know, like you're a YouTuber. Or something. Uh, no, well, the thing is, I've got the mic and the mic on, but because I'm at home, I'm just sat on the yeah. floor. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm, sat, I'm just sat on a yoga mat, basically. Oh, great. Just in front Fair of my, yeah, I'm just doing a few stretches, like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is awesome. Yeah, I had it in my mind that you had a, like a, a very sort of key pro setup. You're at your desk, you've got your mic, and it's all on those. No way. Most uh, of, yeah. I do like three hour, four hour editing sessions of like the videos of me just sat on, <laughs> sat on the floor. <laughs> like, like, fold, like basically like folded over like trying to hold the mouse while doing stuff <laughs> on like Premiere Pro and stuff any like mm. things where it was like really th like fiddly in terms of like s like sizing things were painful mm. <laughs> and, mm. oh I don't want to think about that anymore oh, mate, oh my gosh so you don't need you don't need all these setups it's all a con you just need a yoga mat and, and sort of sit backhandedly on the floor and you're fine, there you go. I don't even have a good mouse, it's like an Asda mouse because I broke my good one by accident. <laughs> oh, great. Yeah, oh my god. You get it from like oh, Asda for like £3 or something. Oh, brilliant, love that, love that. <laughs> you literally don't need the best, as long as you've got your yoga mat and your £3 Asda mouse, there you go. <laughs> right, I've got an important question. Go for it. Where is your favourite place to perform? Ooh, good question. Um, you mean like, do you want us to answer as in uh, sort of venue or the places in the city? Because um, we could Ooh. do either one. Do, do both. Okay, so 
my favorite city software to perform is probably Brighton. Um, just because I go to uni there and um, so I'm very familiar with it all and uh, it is a really fun place. Uh, you've got the lanes and you've got some really cool venues. You, you get you get some really weird venues there actually. We had this um we played a few times at this venue called the Richmond. It's shut now. But it um so it's basically a, a music venue downstairs and then upstairs there was a hostel. So you just see these random people walking, you know, across the venue floor with like suitcases and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> These people just going backpack holiday, and <laughs> you're just yeah, like, you're right, guys. Always a dog. <laughs> oh my gosh! Whenever we played there. There was always a great audience, mm. so that was a great venue. I really enjoyed that. Um, I really enjoyed playing this venue called the Horn as well in Brighton. Uh, that's probably one of my favourites. Or actually, the Forum in Tunbridge Wells. That's one of my favourite venues. What, what, what's your favourite? Uh, well, I don't know if many, but yeah, base-wise, uh, Brighton, you know, again, we a lot of time in Brighton, I obviously do as well, quite close to us, went to uni there as well, um, yeah, Brighton's just great, so vibrant, but my favourite place as a whole would be, from what we played, or maybe from what we are to play, but Brighton Dome, we're about to play Brighton Dome, I'm sure that's going to be amazing. The forum. I've got to go with my brother. The forum was absolutely fantastic when we did it. Um, I like the Prince Albert though as well. Uh, the, the Prince, Prince Albert, Albert yeah. really good. Like, like, if you're a band in the south sort of east area or anywhere that can get to Brighton and you want to play a good gig, uh, 100%, I'd shout out Prince Albert. Absolutely phenomenal in there. You know, everything's fantastic from the moment you arrive. The guy is so pleasant. The sound guy um, they have there is just, you know, he, he really knows what he's doing and you just get the best sound as well up on stage, which doesn't ever happen, really. You never get a good sound at all uh, for the musicians. But out front, a different thing. But everything was just, like, flawless, you know? Is that really, is that, like, to you, what makes the best venue? Is the staff who work there? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's definitely a big part yeah, of it. Definitely. I think we've been in a lot of venues over the years where half of the sound men have been rude to us, and it, it's just like, you don't, why? Like, why would you wish travel here just for you to be rude to us? Like, I think it just makes such a nice atmosphere if, if you can just be nice to people and work with people instead of against people. Like, um, especially somewhere, yeah, you know, when you're doing a gig, you want to get on with your with your sound guy. I mean, because they're controlling how you sound. Exactly. So <laughs> it's <really> important. <laughs> yeah, but one that actually really cares about you, and it's like you know, he wanted to know. He, it's, it's a bit like yourself, Luke. He wanted to know about us, get an idea as to like what we're about, what we're like, so that he's got a really good sort of um, inkling to go off when he's actually you know doing his job. And yeah, he was just fantastic. Like we had a couple of technical issues, and he knew exactly what to do. We came. Literally, mate, there was like my my bass sample, the monitor on my side was just going completely. It was just, yeah, it was it was clapping out or something, and it was just, oh, it was horrible for, for me in that situation. And I was like, oh my god, what the hell is causing that? Because I cannot figure out. And in most situations, the sound guy will sort of just like maybe not even realise, and then mm. it's yeah. But this guy came running up like literally <laughs> straight away, right up to the stage. He just jumped on and he started just rummaging around to try and figure out what the fault was, and it's yeah. 
you know, that is what you should expect, you know? Shout out to that guy. Literally, Lewis, <laughs> his name is. Shout out Lewis. to Lewis. Shout out to this, yeah, Lewis. Did you get this, Danny? I didn't know. So there you go, Lewis, wherever you are, mate. <laughs> Yeah, we won't <laughs> <say> that out. <laughs> Shout out to Lewis. Yeah. Oh, seven. <laughs> yeah, yeah, shout out to Lewis. You could give him, give him a call if you fancy, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, great. Indoor or outdoor gigs? For me, oh, I don't know. It, it does depend. I think if it's really, really sunny, I think outdoor big outdoor gigs are great. Um, uh, and also, like, so on a summer's evening, it's, it's sunny and uh, you play as the sun's coming. I think that's great. But I do really enjoy indoor gigs. It's just something so, like, I know rock and roll about it. I, I do. I probably prefer indoor gigs. Yeah, I mean, I personally, uh, it, for me, it depends on really the sort of uh, style of the gig, if that makes sense. Because I obviously, if it's the sort of place that's like, I like, I personally, I like really, I like indoor gigs because I like everyone sort of closed in into a space and you can go mad. And then I suppose it does just depend on the size of the audience that you pull. Because an outdoor gig, if you can get a big audience to come to your gig, it's going to be wicked. But then obviously, if you're a band, you're doing an outdoor gig, it's got a lot of space and you, you just not got a big following and there's not many people that come to it because it wasn't promoted properly, then yeah, that, that kind of sucks. But in honesty, this country, uh, whenever we get a bit of sunshine, it usually lasts two minutes um, and then it's raining. So indoor gigs, you become more accustomed to. Oh, this is another important question. What is the process that you go through when you make your music? Like the usual one. Yeah, that's, that's a good question. So usually, um, so usually I write the songs and what I'll do is I will just be in the studio just messing around or maybe just be playing a song and um, out of nowhere, I'll just end up playing this riff that I've written and uh, I usually write, I usually start a song on the guitar or the piano, sometimes the bass, but it's mainly either guitar or piano and um, from there, I write all the music first, get an idea of what, how I want the song to be musically. And then I go back and I write the lyrics afterwards. Um, but I usually have a sort of vocal hook in my head, sort of like how I want the vocals to, you know, how I want the vocals to flow and sound and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, I mean, sometimes, yeah, there's been, there's been times where I've woken up at like 4am with a song in my head, like that I've just written in my head, and I'm like scrambling to get my phone to record it so I don't forget it. Uh, so yeah, I think uh, for me, it, it can really come from anything, but usually it is music first and then lyrics afterwards. Mm. Yeah, literally, yeah. So you, cool. so you like pitch, pitch it to the rest of the band and then... They yeah, just try exactly and figure it. out from that then. Yeah, that's exactly it. So I'll come to the band and be like, oh, guys, uh, written another song. And they'll be like, oh, yeah. And I'll play it and they'll be as honest with me as they can, which is good. They'll, they'll, if it's bad, they'll tell me it's bad. If it's good, then they'll, uh, they'll tell me it's good and we'll work on it and we'll all work on our parts. You know, our drummer Ed, he'll work on his drum parts and Henry will work on whatever part he's doing in the song. And yeah, 
um, yeah, we it's we sort of like collaborate at the end to make it a band song, if that makes sense. Mm. Mm. Now, once we're all in the same room, the song that I've written becomes a wild horse song very quickly. Mm. Uh, I mm. like I like that approach. That's like one of my probably my favorite sort of approaches. Is just like when the like main lyricist slash like lead guitarist will just burst in and, and be like, "Guys, I have an idea," and then everyone just has to like suss it out from there. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 always fun doing it that way, and I think if you're not having fun, what's the point? So yeah, exactly for sure. You know, like I suppose like that for anything though. Like you know, you know, I mean, to be honest, mate, if you didn't find what you do fun. You know, you just wouldn't produce videos no, to not, that sort of yeah, standard. Yeah, not at all. Yeah, we because you put so much time and effort into it. Yeah. Well, exactly. But for me, it's not about anything other than seeing these bands and like mm. that I find genuinely interesting, and I want to like try and do something to either like help out or like get more awareness for their music than they already have, because yeah. I just love their music. Like whenever I saw you guys on. Facebook, I just went through this like bands like Facebook page or something, and then I mm. it was um a record collection. I think it was one of the promos for re- record collection, and I was like, this is sick. <laughs> so I was like, I want to I want to work with these with these guys. Oh mate, awesome, amazing, yeah, thank you, man. <laughs> so glad you stumbled upon us. You definitely are. Seriously. Have that awesome lyric video. No, literally, I don't. Honestly, in the, in, in my experience of trying to get people to do like videos like that and mm. outsource the work, I don't think I ever genuinely as well. I mean, I'm not just saying this because of how good it was. Yeah, I'd ever be able to find someone who genuinely cared that much about making the video because mm. you were asking like so many questions from the start. And me, me and Jack, we just looked at each, like me, me and Jack looked at each other and went, you know, this guy is like like the dog's bollocks, literally. Like you know, he's He's asking so many good questions that people we've asked before to do a video will just be like, um, yeah, I'll just knock something together and I'll let you know when it's done. You know, it's like, oh, okay. It's, it's kind of interesting with that is because I feel like from the bands that I've worked with, a lot of them had had like a, a music video released with it or like something like that. And I feel like it's a proper kick up the ass for the people who actually make you know, the videos which they actually filmed themselves because whenever i'm editing stuff where it's just been like all like um stock footage and stuff and i've just edited it and it got to the, the level where i was happy mm. for with again the last band which i made um the it was originally going to be a, a lyric video but then because i edited the background layer like which was to a high enough standard for them for it to be released as just a music video in itself like, i think that that's oh. a real kick up the backside for those who are able to go out and shoot stuff with a band to actually get it up to like an even better level than that mm. yeah precisely absolutely mate yeah that's that's very true one thing which i thought was really cool was whenever i was looking for your social media i saw your post about the bbc introducing and it was like a one from january and it said that it was they played 11 different tracks over 30 different times and then the two of the tracks were the track of the day, and you had a live launch performance. So, who is your That's inside right. guy at BBC, <laughs> and what is their number? <laughs> 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 um, we 
for years we've been trying yeah. to get on BBC Studios and we've been uploading and, and we never got through and we all we were almost we were close to giving up on it because they're like, oh, they don't want us. Uh, you know, we we're like, oh, they're never gonna put us on there. But um, we put in a song of ours a, a couple of years ago called Blame, and um, they actually said they're gonna play it. And we we're like, whoa! <laughs> so they played it, and then it got a really good response from people on Twitter and stuff. They played it again, and then another time, and then they played another another one of our songs, and we were also like, whoa! <laughs> and then. They played another one of our songs after that, and then they invited us into the live lounge. And we were like, whoa. whoa. And, and we went there and, you know, had all the, it was like the, BB, the classic BBC sort of lighting, and everyone there was really nice. And um, remember, we were, we were sound checking before we went on. And um, where the band sort of plays, there's this window looking out on the street, mm. and we turn around. And we just see a whole group of people watching us and cheering. And I was like, whoa. That's so cool. <laughs> it was so cool. And then, yeah, pretty much since then, they have been um, playing a lot of our stuff. They've been really supportive, actually. Mm. Um, yeah. And we can't really thank them enough. They've, they clearly like us. So, yeah, we, oh, yeah. we really appreciate it. On that lounge and experience that, you know, they've just been constantly behind us and it's just so good, you know. Yeah, but they play it. They play it on our last album. They played a lot of tracks from it. Not all of them, but they played a lot of them. Mm. We weren't expecting that, so we were very happy with them. Yeah, really were. That is that is really awesome. I oh, whenever I saw that, I was like, "What?" Yeah, Ele- yeah. eleven different tracks. I know we, we didn't realize we didn't realize it was that much. But at the end of the year, um, when we looked back in it all. And we saw just how much it was. We were like, what? <laughs> we were like, whoa. <laughs> Obviously, so good, mate. So Alright, I got two questions that kind of link into each other. I'm going to go for what is your go to set list? Ooh, good question. So, we are sort of one of those bands that like to change up our set a lot. Mm. We have we have a lot of songs and um, we don't like playing the same set over and over again, if that makes sense. So yeah. um, we always try to mix it up to keep it interesting for us and keep us on our toes because we don't want to become sort of overly rehearsed. We always want our gigs to feel quite sort of human. Um, so at the minute, we have a pretty... Uh, I mean, in the middle, we have a pretty standard set, and then we'll ch- swap out a few songs in between. Um, and that's what we usually do. But it also depends on how long our sets are, because obviously different gigs have different set times. And uh, yeah, I think at the minute, we're, we're playing Freaky Together at every gig, because that's coming out soon. Oh. Um, we're, pl- we're playing Record Collection at every gig, and uh, we're also, um, at every gig we're doing in the minute, we are sort of pre- uh, previewing a brand new one from the album which isn't going to be out until the album's out so yeah um yeah at the minute we're just sort of focusing on uh playing the new ones and getting people ready really no i think that's really that's true is it really good to have so many songs and to have like keep on changing your set list give it give me something new to um the the places every single time Exactly. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we we just like to keep it interesting for us, and uh, 
not become overly rehearsed. Mm. No, that's it. I mean, like, I mean, nothing ever really goes to plan. I mean, we all know <laughs> that in any industry, in all honesty, um, especially music. You know, being performers and stuff, and being in a band, you've got to you've got to accept the fact that nothing will ever go to plan. But when we rehearse, we rehearse to like a set. Um, what would be the word for this? Like discipline, I suppose. Um, you know, we, 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 we structure our sets in the right way in our rehearsals, but then obviously when we come to play it, it, it can be very different, can't it? Yeah, that's, I mean, last night is, is a good example. In, in the evening gig, we, um, Henry had a bit of technical issues with his bass amp. Um, we didn't realise that the audience actually didn't hear it. It was only in our monitors, but mm. about four oh, songs God. in, we just hear, like, about the amp blowing up. Blowing up and, up and, and, and we're like... And we're like, Christ, are they hearing this out there? And they didn't seem to be. They were all really enjoying it and stuff. So, um, yeah, that was but, good. But eventually... <laughs> they all just thought that you just hit the heaviest bass line ever. <laughs> yeah. The pitch just blew the whole thing to pieces. They're like, yeah, eventually. that was amazing. <laughs> Best bass yeah, I've ever seen just blew up the amp. You blew the amp up, literally. That, that is actually what happened eventually. The amp just stopped working. <laughs> what do you um, do for no, the rest of the set? Do you just stop? <laughs> well, what we did so, so the, um, the sound guy came running on. The sound guy came running on, and um, I was looking, and I'm thinking, what the hell are we gonna do here? We got audiences standing here. This one meant to happen, and they're all running around trying to find leads and stuff. So I'm like, right. I just said to the audience, um, uh, let's do some singing. So I'm like, everybody say, oh yeah, and just like. I did like this whole Freddie Mercury esque kind of um, thing off with the audience for about oh, yeah. five minutes, and it was just off the cuff, but um, it actually worked really well. That's but yeah, cool. nothing goes to plan as long as you're having fun and the audience is having fun. It's okay. <laughs> it's a laugh, really. You know, you've got to be like Jack said earlier, and I reiterate, you've got to enjoy what you do. Mm-hmm, for sure. Yeah. That's a big, big uh, message in everything that we say, isn't it? Really. Oh my god, when, I forgot to tell you about this, whenever we were doing a sound check at this one place, this is what I mean about some sound check people being kind of dodgy, and um, he put duct tape on all my sim- on the symbols that I was using, he was like duct tape- taping them to the stands itself, he was like it's going to be too loud otherwise, I was like it, it, I would hit my symbol and it would sound like I was hitting like a, a tin can or something. Yeah, I was like, yeah. What the hell? I know it, it was awful. I don't know. I've never heard that before. That's <laughs> <laughs> so after the like the um sound checks, we went to uh, McDonald's, and they're like, I yeah. can't believe they duct taped your symbols. I can't believe that. I don't know. Just pulled out from my pocket this ball of duct tape that I got from all of the symbols. I was like, my my symbols are not duct tape anymore, guys. <laughs> I just, just played the gig, and I was just like. Yeah, whenever I, whenever I, like, we were performing, I was just hitting the cymbals and I was just making dead eye contact with the sound guy. <laughs> I thought you ever tried to duct tape my cymbals ever again. That's insane, mate. Literally, <laughs> what the hell? It's, they can't even, like, resonate, can they? Oh, just... it sounded like a tin can. It surely sounded yeah. like I was hitting a tin can. <laughs> oh my god, I would just hit it a bit harder and rip the duct tape off. <laughs> Lunatic. Right. My second question was going to be what is your favourite song to perform live? Good question. Um, it changes a lot for me, but for me right now, 
I think my favourite is this new song that isn't out yet that we're previewing. It's called Coffee in the Morning, and it's sort of like it's it's on the piano and it's a bit jazzy and um, it's a bit like Benny and the Jets by Elton John. And oh, I love it, Elton John so much. Yeah, that's yeah. another one it, with you guys. I know that. I know that you guys like yeah, Elton John. Yeah, we love him. We love him. And uh, we've only played that song a few times now, mm-hmm. and every time it's gone down great. So uh, that's my favourite to play at the minute. What about you, Henry? That one's my favourite. For me, at the moment, personally, I really enjoy Freaky Together. You know, because like playing that song's just so fun. That's a good um, song. Oh, yeah, and we've only played it a couple of times, of course. You know, in the last like few. Well, it was two times yesterday because we played the show twice. But yeah, like playing it and just watching people just. You know, Jack comes in with that intro, and everyone's like, "Oh my god, what is this?" And then it comes in with that, with the with drums starting off, and people are like, "Oh yeah." Jack's guitar comes in, people are like, "Holy crap!" And then you know, the <laughs> bass line—it just everyone just lights up, and it's like they love this. You know, this is so cool. And um, but other than that, I think probably True. I enjoy playing True on the bass. That sort of like '80s track we've got. Yeah, that's a fun one. That's fun. You need yeah. a good baseline. That's the thing. This is the secret that, you, like, that I'm gonna tell you. I'm not telling. I'm yeah. not telling you, Jack. I'm just talking to Henry here. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm all ears. No, Jack. Jack's uh, Jack's left the room now. <laughs> the, the secret is the people. They whenever the the people are dancing, they're dancing to the drums and the bass. Yeah, Every, yeah. Everyone thinks that they're dancing for the vocals or the guitar. We're, no. set, we're setting the rhythm. We're setting the we rhythm are. of which yes, these people Luke. are dancing. So yes, my guy, literally, yeah. mate. We are, and it's we are the engine room. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. Actually, yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah. But my older brother, he pulled me aside one time. He pulled me aside. He was just like, "Listen here, Luke." No, he was. <laughs> he just told me that he was like, "Yeah, whatever people are dancing at gigs, they're dancing to the bass and the drums." Yeah. No, so, it's true. It's true. Like we are the backbone, and it's yeah. it's so important to have that absolutely sussed. You know, if you haven't got that sussed, <laughs> there's just nothing to really dance to, is there? You've got to have a drive. Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, like, I, mean, I think Freaky Together is a perfect example. Yeah, I mean, is James and Shumby, It's a perfect sort of like four on the floor disco beat, mm. and without that, there would be no danceability to it that it's got. I mean, the same with the bassline. Bassline is like funky. Uh, it just makes you want to dance. So yeah, without the bass line and, and the drums, then if they were different, then it wouldn't be the same song. 100%. Uh, it, I can't say it enough times how much I love that song. I really like it. <laughs> Thank you, mate. It's a and, really uh, good song. We've got a lot more to come, so hopefully you, uh, you like our other ones as well. <laughs> I know. I, I'm excited for them. Yeah, me too, me too. Right, I've got a, a question which I was meant to ask like really soon into the podcast because it's like one of them opening questions. Yeah. <laughs> it's already near oh, the end. Right, okay, that's all right. <laughs> what bands have inspired? Oh, what, 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 what have you got to say? As you say, you know things are going to plan. Was that was that worth interjecting me, interrupting me? I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh my god! Right. <laughs> <laughs> all right all right silence <laughs> what bands have inspired the style of music that have come from such an amazing band i don't know why i asked it like that <laughs> <laughs> let's roll with it yeah what artists have inspired you there we go um oh good question i think 
any band from like the 60s, 70s, 80s, like, you know, Rolling Stones, The Clash, uh, Nile Rogers, uh, um, and Cheek, um, David Bowie, yeah. um, Stylist at um, the Style Council. I mean, um, 90s hip hop as well. That inspires us a lot. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Kanye West, of course. Kanye West, of course. Uh, uh, I don't know if I've already said it. Arctic Monkeys. Elton John, like we said. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I could hear Arctic Monkeys. I can't remember what song I was listening to earlier. And I was like, this is like, it just resonated. Arctic Monkeys just resonated with me. Oh, might have been simp- uh, sympathy for the modern society. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It actually was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't surprise me. That's like full on Arctic Monkeys. That's like back to the like the scruffy sort of Sheffield Arctic Monkeys boys mm. that used to play those dirty clubs, you know? Yeah. Because with like most of the songs that I've listened to so far, it's mainly been like I've like it just feels like a lot of like the old school rock like music. Mm. Like the ones which you yeah. said at first. And then I was just yeah, like with that absolutely. with that song I was just like, Yeah, this is just Arctic Monkeys very Arctic Monkeys esque. Oh, thank you. But yeah. obviously, bringing your own like, um, like uh, your own thing to it as well. Of course, yeah. And I mean, with our new album, which isn't out yet, there's all sorts of different inspirations on it. We've basically gone to town on the whole sort of genreless thing. Like, mm. we've been inspired by so much different music. I mean, anything inspires us really. Um, and I think that'll become very clear as our album campaign goes along. I mean, Freaky Together is a good example of it. I mean, we've never done like a disco-y song like that before, but there's quite a few of them on the album and stuff like that. So yeah, um, we're looking forward for everyone to, to hear it and all that sort of stuff. Absolutely. I'm very excited. <laughs> yeah, likewise. It means a lot, mate. You know, it's going to be fun. Put it that way. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. What are you? How did you meet Ed? <laughs> now that is actually a funny story. Um, so, me and Ed, uh, so Ed's a year above me. He was a year above me in school. But in my primary school, um, we had two years in the same class. So we'd have year three and year four in the same class. And after, I remember after lunchtime, you'd come in and you'd have to do 20 minutes of, read, of shared reading. And there was a particular day where um, I didn't have anyone to read with, and neither did Ed. So I um, I walked over to him, and I was like, do you have anyone to read with? He was like, no. And I was like, I don't either. Uh, do you want to read with me? He was like, yeah. He picked up Where's Wally and goes, do you want to read Where's Wally? <laughs> <laughs> and, I was, and I was like, uh, yeah. And then I turned to him about two minutes later, and like, do you want to be friends? And he's like, yeah. And since then, we should have been best friends, and then we got into music a bit later, and yeah. Oh, that's, that's actually kind of sweet. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> and I just sort of boxed about Ed through Jack, really, when he started coming around. I thought, who the hell is this kid? He <laughs> was always a bit of a joke, wasn't he? Yeah. He was always a bit of a joke. laughing. But, you know, I wasn't laughing at the look of him. Oh, Jack just put someone over, and I'm laughing at him. But no, he's... Uh, yeah, no, he's a funny, he's a funny chap. He's, he's a character, and he always has been. I remember, and um, before I'd even spoken to Ed, uh, it was in primary school. It's probably like, I think it may have been like my first ever day at primary school, and I just see this guy 
walking down the corridor like in such an arrogant way thinking he owned it and he's just shouting at people and he always had just this charisma and yeah i remember looking at him and just thinking, what the hell but yeah <laughs> mm. you can tell i'm coming to the end of my interview questions whenever i have my yoda pauses yeah, that's all right. we, we thought you were doing it so you could you know where to cut. <laughs> that would be that's such a right, good mate. way to do that. Instead of like having like a clap or something, you just have this one guy who just comes out of nowhere and just go, hmm. <laughs> oh mate, yeah, come on. That's brilliant. I love that. <laughs> yeah, make it your thing. Make it your and thing. And this was the day the clapperboards. <laughs> just went. <laughs> there was no longer a clapperboard. There was just a small baby Yoda, which someone would hold up and go, hmm? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do the voice. Come on. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant, mate. Yeah, yeah. Make it your thing. Make it go far. Make it go far. It's going to be whenever I make, like, Blossom. Oh, no. I'm going to just make professional music videos. And then I'll just start off with baby Yoda. Just, hmm. <laughs> yeah, make it your like watermark. It have to be your watermark, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, brilliant! You'll get it though. You'll get there. Just the Yoda. Oh, I would not be able to afford the branding of Yoda <laughs> to be my watermark. That's a good point there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you might have to figure that one out. But <laughs> especially now it's Disney as well. Really, like Disney. Oh no! I, yeah. Can I borrow one of your like most famous like characters ever? Literally, yeah, yeah, just like, yeah, no, I'm just sure they'll love the idea as well, mate, in all honesty. <laughs> like, oh, wait, this is, is this Luke Miller? Yes, of yeah, course. Of course you can. Mate. Sexy, <laughs> handsome, beautiful Luke Miller. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's <laughs> Acoustic or electric gigs? Electric, 100% for me. I just think. Uh, you know, seeing people dance and mosh and stuff, uh, it's just so much energy. It's just such a great feeling. It's definitely electric gigs, although I do like the intimacy of the music. But for me, I think electric gigs take it. Yeah, I, I, I agree on that. Like, that's what we do most of the time anyway. But I'll tell you what, I will not turn down an acoustic set just because it's quite nice to go sort of strip back every once in a while, you know, just if it's that's the sort of environment it is, because if it's an acoustic gig, it's going to be sort of low-key chill out you know and it can be quite nice actually you know like you say you can get a you can get yourself a cajon out as well and <laughs> a bloody um a, like a, a washing board or something you know in a suitcase and hit that as a drum kit and then you know have your acoustic guitars but yeah it's uh it definitely just allows you to strip the song back a bit and just just go for it from the heart in a way you know no, no, I, I get that. That, yeah. that's, that's, that was the thing with the, when, when I got to that question. I was like, to be honest, with, with electric gigs, it's how you it was meant to. Like, the songs were meant to be played. Like whenever you come up with a concept, you don't really. I mean, not like most of the time, you don't really think of it as being an acoustic song until maybe, like you said, like you want to strip it down and see how it sounds like like that sort of style. Mm, absolutely, yeah, yeah, that's right. And you'll come up with other ideas as well, I find. Like, you might just strip it back and be like, oh, actually, mm. could do this, could put that in, and the song might change in some way, which could be exciting, but yeah. It gives the song, like, like, a whole new different life in some ways as well. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I've heard so many songs where, you know, it's always been the same sort of electric version, and then someone does this awesome acoustic cover, slows it right down, 
puts different instruments in and it's just like wow that's amazing you just inspired me to have ask a very good question what is your favorite song to cover we haven't covered a song in a very long time mm, that's uh, what i was thinking i was thinking that i was like i, I bet because yeah. you have such a big like you said like it's such a big catalog of all these different songs mm. which you you've like had but like is there a song which you actually like to cover yeah i'm thinking i actually yeah actually i've got i've got an answer to that so yesterday um i did a little I don't know, minute long interlude of um, just me and a guitar uh, singing with the audience in If I Ain't Got You by Alicia Keys. And um, everyone started singing it, and it was just a really nice moment when everyone was just together singing. So I would say that one because only because that's the only top song that we've covered in years. But what about you, Henry? But that's uh, my favorite. Personally, I, my, one of my favorite songs to cover. Uh, and I do it a lot whenever I'm in soundtrack. Would probably be I shot the sheriff by the uh, really? you know the famous almighty Bob Marley. Yeah, yeah, really, I love that song. But I love, I love, I love shot I... the sheriff. Yeah, Bob Marley. Shoot the deputy. That's the one. Yeah, you want to have like a really clean guitar sound, really open guitar sound with a lovely bit of spring reverb on it. And oh, mate, honestly, like Eric Clapton. But it's like um, I saw that song being covered by John Mayer on some festival, Crossroads Festival or something. Oh, yeah. And it's just like that video when that went out, because literally like it got so many hits. It was awesome. And then I just covered it in that style since then. And I just I just love the song. It's so cool. Probably like Wade in the Water. That's a great oh, that's as well. Oh, that's a great song. But, oh, it's a, oh, mate, honestly, the vocals are just absolutely jaw dropping. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, really just, we used to cover loads of songs though when we started out, of course, and Hey Joe, Jimi Hendrix, Little Wing, Jimi Hendrix, Free Bird by Leonard Skinner. That was a two-hour long song. I play that song all the time on the drums. I love playing that song on the drums. No, no, no joke. That's my favourite awesome. song on the drums. Well, we need to collaborate like, mental. <laughs> No, we, yeah. I would definitely do that. That, oh, that, bit fun. No that is actually really fun song to play. We used to play that all the time. That was our thing when we first started. We we would make it. I mean, it's already a long song anyway. But it's like make it nine like minutes long. Minutes. Oh my! Just playing yeah. the the solo bit, for like the, yeah, not literally. Oh my gosh! <laughs> uh, no, you I don't know how much I love playing that song on the drums. That's awesome, mate. Yeah, it's a great song, isn't it? It's a great song mm. to play on the drums. We used it's to a great play song on... to play on anything. I can imagine. Yeah, yeah, facts. You just have fun with it. Yeah, yeah. literally. Like there's so many good songs as well in the skin of like I really like um, Give Me Three Steps. Yes. Yeah, that's that, awesome. That song just makes me laugh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely, mate. It's just a good tune, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Totally. Just the concept of that song just makes me laugh a lot. <laughs> yeah, I know you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just one of those. But I, I was going to say, you'd probably be yourself, Luke. You'd probably, as a drummer, be really into Led Zeppelin. To, into who? Uh, Led Zeppelin. Uh, I haven't actually listened to that much Led Zeppelin, you know. No, really? No, no, not no, not really, actually. <laughs> hey, that's that's actually similar to me. Like, yeah. um, I respect Led Zeppelin and everything they've done, but I, I can't say that I've listened. I've gone to all all through like all their albums and listened to every single song. I can't yeah. say I've done that. Well, no, I mean, I haven't either, so I don't know what point I was making. <laughs> <laughs> but for for me, with my with, oh, I'm going to ask you guys a, a similar question. For me, with drumming, 
probably one of the bands that I'm closest to from which I've taken like the most inspiration from from my approach to drumming. That was a really convoluted way to say that. Um, would be <laughs> Fleetwood Mac. Like I think my well, the drumming of yes, Fleetwood Mac is very similar to my style of yeah. drumming. Just so solid, so solid, isn't he? Like mm. he just keeps a beat. You know, he's one of those drummers that can just literally keep a beat. I'm oh, very we, empathetic drummer. We saw Fleetwood Mac live um, a few years ago, and yeah, Mick Fleetwood, he's so good live, like, oh my oh. god. He did like a 10 minute drum song, oh, yeah. but Crazy. he made it, he made it interesting, like, yeah. you didn't lose your interest, like, mm. he actually was very entertaining. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say, like, I was going to go back, Luke, um, you said, like, what was your favourite, like, song to cover, I was going to say Fleetwood Mac song, because personally, as a guitarist, one of my favourite songs to cover when I was learning. Hard to learn because uh, at first I just didn't get it and I kept messing it up. But I I'm think I know what you're going to say. The chair. Big love. Oh, uh, big I love. Yeah. Say the chain. Oh no, the chain. No, we we covered the chain. I think when we started out once or twice, but no, big love on the wow. guitar mm. is so hard to play. I mean, if you listen to Lindsey Buckingham, it's like it's mad, isn't it? Check it out. And then, Oh yeah, man, it's it's great. I'd love to cover that. I'd love to literally just push Jack off stage one day and be like, right, <laughs> we're not playing our rubbish music anymore um, <laughs> because I'm sick to death of it. I've done twenty years of this crap. I'm playing big love, and I don't care what happens. Do it, do it. Just just shove him off once again. No, Jack Dobson, just throw him off. Just throw him off the stage. Do it. It's so bad. He plays it. Every single rehearsal, without fail, me and Aaron are like, Harry, shut up! We've heard it a million times. It's like, shut up! Well, I'll come into the room, I'll just be there on a chair playing it. Like, you know, Ed will walk and be like, right, I'm going home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't need this band anymore. <laughs> Probably that and bloody Metallica. Oh, man, that oh that's a good song. Yeah, yeah. See, see, there you go. Me and you, you know, we're, we're on the same page. But these <laughs> guys, they don't, they don't seem to understand. But I play, I play that without fail. The it's a fools. great song, but it's, he plays it. He plays it without fail every single rehearsal. Yeah, I'm like, Shut up. yeah. Ed, Ed loves it. He wants me to, you know, he wants that song. Wedding, you know, he's me. What is it? No, no. He, if I did that, he'd be divorcing the the, the, the person he's marrying. In my bad, one of the funniest things that ends up happening is that, like, the um, main, like, vocalist slash guitarist and the bassist will be trying to tune tune up, and then me and the, like, lead guitarist will just end up playing Mizzaloo together. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, but that's good, though. At I least know. you sort of fill the gap. But it's just, no, it's just, like, whatever they're tuning up to practice. Oh, right, yeah. And then we're just playing this, like, super loud. <laughs> And they're just like, Luke and Will, stop playing! I'm trying <laughs> to tune the guitars. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's great. Yeah, he's got like acoustic out. He's like, right, I need you to be quiet, please. You're just there tapping away. Will's just there like, and I'm just there like, full on. Do you know what? I swear, like, when this goes out and stuff, every other band listening to this, like, right now, I suppose, probably has something like that going on in the band. I, like, I swear every band has their own little annoying little <laughs> thing that one of the musicians do every single time about fail. Oh, you the, know? the worst is whenever they look at me and they're like, okay, well, this is what we want you to play. It's going to sound like... If you look at me, they look at you like a puppy. It's like, oh, please understand what I'm doing about. And I'm like, I don't have a clue. <laughs> 
People like, what, it just doesn't convert, does it? No. Go like, what? Like that with Ben, though, like, Jack will go, look, I kind of want this sort of thing. He'll just look I knew it, that like, whenever, as soon as Jack started speaking, I knew that he was the guy who would do that sort of thing. Oh, really? <laughs> I'm kidding. Obviously, I sort of, like, take a back seat, and I'm just like, right, Jack, I'll let you explain to me what you want there. And he's like, but Ed, I want this sort of thing. No, like, booms and booms and booms, and he's just like, what the f***? You know, <laughs> sitting there with the most confused expression on his face, and he'll just do something completely different. Well, I've actually got a way around it now, because um, because we've been recording in the same room we rehearse, and what I do is, um, on the new tracks, before Ed comes and puts his drums on it, I'll, put, I'll just um, get this, you know, electric kit out, and I'll just record some guy drums and go... Instead of going boots and gas, I can show you what I want now. Oh, there you no. go. Yeah, that's, like that. that's even worse <laughs> on an electric drum kit as well. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> I would cry if anyone, if I heard, I would have uh, the bandmates playing the an, an, oh, an electric drum kit in my ears. I would slap someone. Yeah. <laughs> that's fair play, mate. That's fair play. <laughs> I've, yeah, I'm, I'm, it's always like. Yeah, we're not recording it on the electrum. So I'm like, yes, and we're not. It was just a, it's just a guy from the drum head. But was, right? was he getting <laughs> worried that he was going to have to play on the electric drum kit instead? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, he's like, oh, I absolutely love the electric drum kit, don't I? I, I, yeah, oh, I hate I hate electric drum drum kits. Like, yeah, with with a passion. He hates them as well. He really does. Yeah. You're not really hit. It's not like you got this acoustic drum kit that you can actually feel when you hit it. Mm. That makes sense to you. Yeah, you can't control like anything with another electric drum kit because I'll just like one mm. one sound basically one with sound, each yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Absolutely, mate. Yeah. I mean, there's so many like different ways you can hear a snare drum, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That electric drum. Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> mm. You've you've just unlocked something within me. This anger. It's just going to pour it out of me right oh, now. Oh god, it's just coming into the podcast hey, now. There's <laughs> 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 like Ion or something just messages me saying, oh, we, we would love to sponsor your podcast with like this electric drum company. I'm like, oh, no! God, yeah. <laughs> no! Go away! I'm going to put a message out to every electric oh, drum company. Oh my god. Right, and then you're going you're gonna to send over a free uh, sample of the product. He's going to review it for you. <laughs> I just send them back this box of broken pieces. I'm really sorry about that, mate. I don't know what got into it, but you know. Right. Oh, um, do you want to announce any dates for different things? Uh, yeah. Um. Our new single, Freaky Together, is out on August the 19th on all major platforms. Um, our new album will be coming out in November. And you can find us on Instagram at Wild Horse UK, uh, Facebook Wild Horse UK, Twitter Wild Horse Rock UK. And um, you can head to our website, which is www.wildhorse-band, and uh, join our, main list, our mail list from that website. You'll find it on the website. And yeah, uh, that's where you'll find everything. There we go. Awesome. Thank you guys for coming on. Thank you for listening to the Break On Through Podcast.